Yo, Steve, what's up? Yo, what up? Uh, I already left. Perfect. We're all on time. Aside from Nav. It's New York City, man. This is the mecca of nightlife. Industry talk. Industry talk. Industry talk. This is industry talk. This is industry talk. Live and direct, baby. You're on the ones and twos. It's not talked about enough. The mental psyche of a DJ traveling alone. The bottle girls, the bus boys. What specifically can you take out of nightlife that will allow you to find a job later on in life? No, it's no, no, industry. Yeah, but it's something to talk about. It matters, it really matters. Those people are trying to put us on more than we're trying to put each other on. Boom, that was my answer. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. And we out. One. shelf life to this game, there's just the shelf life that you set for yourself. We're here, man, Industry Talk with Big Ben. And I'm here with the Jason Experience. We are here at Industry Talk. This is Industry Talk. Mr. Kid Daytona, and I'm out here with the Jason Experience. This isn't a pizza you put in the microwave at three minutes and you come back and it's ready. It takes time. It took me half a decade to just be relevant. Street Talk. Welcome to the Functionality. DJ Marty Rock, Jason Experience, legendary double OG Funk Flex in the building. Yes, we're here. Uh, super excited to have you. Pleasure okay. to have you. Uh, just came off that summer jam, oh, yeah, 50,000 deep. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that arena. It's nice. The big stadium <laughs> vibe. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You ever think that Summer Jam would ever become like Coachella? We're talking three-day festival as opposed to just the one day? Um, you know what? I'm a big fan of Coachella. There's another... Ah, uh, uh, man. What's the one in Florida? Uh, Ultra. Ultra Music Fest? There's another a Winter one. Music Conference? WMC? No, it, it's a one-day event. Or maybe it's a couple-day event. What's it called? Rolling Loud. Oh, yeah, Rolling Loud. I really like Rolling Loud. Uh, as is it is is just hip hop, correct? Well, well, I like like you know. What I like about Rolling Loud is, um, you know, one year was uh, XXX, mm -hmm. and then the other year was Lil Pump. I'm not the greatest Lil Pump fan. I don't want to say that like <laughs> weird, but um, I like Lil. I I had a chance to spend some time with him, so I do like his personality and his vibe a lot. But that's all to say that. I like that, but I usually see something that I like out of that show. But um, uh, you know, no, nah, well, the Summer Jam is really uh, you know, not to 
I don't want to show a change it, but just to be truthful is, uh, there was a guy named Steve Smith who uh, came to New York mid-90s, and he, um, he had this idea to do this big radio concert because at the time, uh, Beastie Boys and all those type concerts had stopped. So it was his idea to bring hip-hop, you know, uh, into a, into a, a, a big arena. And, and at the time, I think it was like 10,000 people. Might have been Nassau Coliseum. But at the time, you know, no one had seen that. I hadn't seen it. I'd never played it, nothing like that. So um, I don't think it would ever, I, I don't think it would ever move to three days only because it's, it's a super glorified radio event, you yeah. know, where, you know, a lot of radio stations do it. I mean, country. it's it's glorified to the point where it's become like a national holiday. Like, I feel like people look at look at Summer Jam like, okay, we're gonna go there, we're gonna tailgate. People are saving up their like their right. money. People are saving up all year just to go to Summer Jam. Yeah, and it's a good price ticket for yeah. the amount of artists that you get to see and, and stuff like that. You know, it's uh, it's also too um. You know, uh, I don't like to use the word hip hop, but urban music. You know, it's just a great opportunity to see a lot of great urban acts, big urban acts. In one place, you know, at a great arena. You know, it's a great stadium. You know, it's great. When you're, I don't really want to go too much into like the programming of it, um, because I just think that's a whole topic. For, like uh, that could be that could be its, its own interview. Like just how how you program Summer Jam, like how you program the lineup, and how you guys well, correlate I with think, these. Um, you know, uh, Po, who's the program director, Titi Torres, Ebro. They kind of like, you know, uh, you know, let me let me first say that nothing in the music business is calculated by choice anymore. You know, I don't play a record because I like it. Mm -hmm. It's bubbling. You know, everything is for bubbling. If it's bubbling already on the internet or a vibe, whatever it might be. So all those artists at Summer Jam are bubbling. Yeah. You know, uh, radio just kind of, you know, brings a little bit of organization to it. You know, you, you bring but, up a great point that we don't really play what we love and we don't get a chance to kind of like do do in, in nightlife as well. I see it kind of when we're booking DJs and we're booking DJs that we don't really want to book. We're booking people that we don't really want to book, but because they're bringing out the crowd, they're bringing out. So I say that to say this social media has changed DJing in general because I know a guy that has 200,000 followers and he's getting booked now at 22. So you have d the DJ culture is declining because nobody's paying their dues. Like you have DJs that are headlining at 21, 19, that haven't seen, that haven't seen New York City rooms like that. They haven't even been in there because they're not even allowed to be in there yet. You know what I'm saying? You're 22 headlining yeah, a, a New York City club that you shouldn't be because social media has progressed well, your, your momentum. Um, social media has gotten rid of the gatekeepers. Yup. And I'm not mad at that. In certain, not in the DJ aspect, you know, but in the, um, you know, what's a good way to, you know, um, I, I know, um, no disrespect, I would say it's not disrespect, VH1, um, MTV, High 97 back in the day, you'd kind of see people who, not of your color, of your, background or of your lifestyle right and how it used to work back then is there was a gatekeeper and the gatekeeper says well maybe that young african-american from brooklyn is the most popular but since he doesn't have social media and can't prove it i'm gonna go with this other kid from brooklyn i want to go from this other kid so you didn't have a chance to kind of like bubble somebody decided who was you know i never want not any particular name i uh, anybody, anybody you saw in the 90s was not because they were popular. It's because of, of a host or a DJ. It's because it's who they knew. Right. You know, social, the best thing about social media now is you have to put up or shut up. Like, yeah. if you say you're popular or you're hot. You can't bow out it. You can't, you can't bow out it. You can buy followers all you want. You can't buy activity. Right. And so for me, which a lot of the guys of my age and from this business don't uh, enjoy, is... Uh, I welcome social media with open arms. I'm gonna, cause flex in social media is gonna be exciting. It's right. going to be something you want to follow. It's gonna be something, and 
in terms of the nightlife, for me, you know, I'm going to come there and give my all. And to me, it's like a puzzle. You know, I already know when I come in a room that kid's expecting me not to make him move. <laughs> and I'm going to show him different. And, you know, it'll take 10 minutes at first. And you watch the kid, you keep hitting him with the bangers, and you hit him with more, you hit him with more, and they loosen up. And once they gain your trust, you know, um, it's a good thing. But unfortunately, look, you're, the young DJs I do understand about dues, because mm. they should... They, uh, because they haven't paid their dues, Flex. Like, no, like I they, have kids barking on me. I'm 27. I've been in the game seven years. <laughs> it took me a long time to get booking control. When I start booking people, I have kids barking at me for bookings that... He came up even, at a different time, though. But they haven't even right. been in the room. How you ask me for a booking in a room you've never even been in? Go to the room first. Like, you like you understand what I'm trying to say? Um, But that's another thing here. This is That's a millennial entitlement. 100%. That's yeah. all day. Like, Let's talk about it. Like, that's not just... That's, like, from the from birth, from the womb. Like, it's... If there's one steak sandwich left, they feel they deserve it because I'm I'm, I'm awake, I'm born, I'm here, and there's one, and I should have it. And, you know, I'm children, so I, I, I understand that part. But I'm okay with telling a millennial DJ. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even fear him anymore. Like, not his... not not He could be talented, but... A millennial DJ feels he made it already. So he's going to go to bed at 8 p.m. That's it. Yeah. Right. If he made a good post of how big he is to himself, <laughs> he's, he's, he's at, I, I'm not going to go to bed till 2 a.m. I'm going to go six more hours and accomplish a lot more. You went to bed at 8. So right. that's the, um, I think they, sh they shortchanged themselves. Like that experience sounds to them as if it's the word experience sounds to them like um i know everything i'm supposed to know but you really should before they shortchange you at the club they shortchange themselves to be specific you had a crazy party on sundays at the right. tunnel which was called mecca that was your party correct i uh jessica rosenblum was uh -huh. the person who was managing me at the time and Red Alert used to have this club called the, the, the Latin Quarter. And you can't, be, you can't become, who's that anybody? Now wait, how old are you? 30. Okay, now, there's another <laughs> one. There's another one. Did you go to the one on 72nd Street? Yeah. Ted Smooth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, two different spots, but I know that element. That's why you got excited. Right. Uh, a lot of Bronx in the house. A lot of Bronx Gungie in the had house. that club. Uh, yeah, no, Latin Quarter. So... Uh, you can't be legendary. No, be honest, whatever music was hot at the time, right. I mean, not dance, I wouldn't have done, but, you know, R&B, whatever. Whatever's hot, I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Meaning I was going to either make a straight hip-hop club or hip-hop and R&B or whatever I had to do to, to get downtown because, because, you know, years after I'm gone, people remember a legendary DJ from his club. Like Larry LeVan is who you remember. Right. It's why he's on that wall. So I just wanted a club, you know, uh, Red Alert. He had a club, and, and I remember how legendary that was. So I wanted one. And I knew that that would be, you know, big for me. So it was, it, it was uh, the, the, the thing about the tunnel, which was the difference, is when I used to play in Manhattan, the promoter, you couldn't play the hottest record at the peak of the night, ever. You couldn't play the hottest yeah. five or 10. You had to play them either before peak or after peak because the club couldn't handle it. The energy, the security, it couldn't handle it. So when I, so I, if I was 2,000 people, right. I had to play the hottest shit early or later. So pay, peak so time picture, was... Paint a picture. So we're in 1998, right? Where hmm. I, the tunnel, Six. Right? Well, no, 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 no. This is before the tunnel, because that's what I'm going to tell you the difference. Let's okay. say I'm at Palladium. Okay, let's, yeah, paint a picture. It's what two, year? What year are we talking? Peak time is 12 midnight. Okay. Yeah, what not year? 2 a.m. What, what, what car did you pull up in, too? Like, give us <laughs> the whole seat. What car did you pull up in? Give us the whole seat. I had a, oh, a 5 Series. I'm going to keep it 1,000. I had a 5 Series be my tag job. Okay. It was a tag job. Okay. But it cost okay. me, like, seven grand. <laughs> it, was, it was green. Spicy. I got the paperwork fixed right because it was 
Let me clean that up. It was a tag job from the door. Uh-huh. But I got it fixed right because back then they could go in the computer, see what the right vent is. I got it fixed, but I got it on right. a, a cook-up. What you were sitting on, though? What wheels? What wheels you were sitting I had, my, my I know wheel the wheel game was game always was ahead tight. of everybody. I had 18, 18 inches. Uh, I had schnitzes. At okay. the time, those rims was like four grand, three grand. Well, you let him talk about cars, we'll be here for a while. Nah, nah. So, I'm a car dude, though. So, like, <laughs> I love talk, that shit. So, talk about that cars. So, so, so palladium, palladium. palladium, you couldn't play peak. Okay. So, Peter Gation owned that club. Right. And just as you know what the Palladium was, is the, the Studio 54. Right. Those owners, they, they built Rebell. the Palladium. Right. But it never popped. Uh-huh. So Peter Gation got it on the low low after it was designed. But they have they have built it after the whole Studio 54 Correct. after the nonsense. joint. Like they so them niggas they they were still hot. Like they were hot boys. But it was crumbling. Right. They, they were making hotels. Right. So Peter right. got that space without putting in money to design, so he got it cheap. Right. So the tunnel, we had to convince him they were doing a gay night and I'm gonna keep it a thousand. Jessica kept telling him, yo, man, you can sell champagne for a lot of money in here, bro. You selling bottles of water with the gay crowd. I'm keeping a thousand. He was like, you're gonna overcharge the urban. Right. But to get in the room, he had to see the dollar sign. And every time the numbers got low on the speed gay up, night, he'd be like, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. And one day he just said, I'm gonna go. Just do it. But the tunnel, what they explained to me is how they lured me to be there. They said, you can play the peak hot record at the peak time in here. And, and I knew that would change my image. So to be able to play Flavor in Your Ear at 1.30, and they had the security ready, like, yo, he's going to play the peak record. We're going to be ready for when this shit gets nuts. <laughs> And the way the walls were built, it was narrow, so you couldn't like break nothing. You couldn't do so. I knew it's gonna happen, <laughs> and it's gonna hit. And that's how I got the spin back shit from. Is this the original or the remix? The original. Okay. It was it was big from the door. Right. So, the reason I spin the records back on the radio is because in the tunnel, the shit was so nuts. We want to live in the moment, so we'd be like, <laughs> and then we yell all the boroughs: Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island. There was a there was a, a, a fuse box that this kid used to just smash it, the door <laughs> when it was rocking, right? But it was, and they knew I was going to play the biggest record of the week at 1230. Everybody knew I'm going to come out the reggae set. So niggas is rushing the park from fucking 12. They're trying to, because they want to situate themselves on the dance floor because we come, it wasn't really my voice though. I didn't talk then. It was Big Cat. He passed away. Right, so he used to scream the Brooklyn. That's the first time I ever heard somebody scream the streets. He didn't scream the neighborhood. He would say the streets and it would ignite people. But so the tunnel was really a fortress that promised me you could play the hottest record at 1230 and this place ain't going to crumble. We're not going to tell you to stop. We're not going to. And you can go hard from there. Like I could go a half hour, the hottest record. So I never seen that before. And people never felt that, like, yo, he's hitting me with six in a row, the biggest shit. And this is crazy to, to people. Right. And it was to me, too. It was like, so it was like a, that's why when owners come to me and say, you want to do the tunnel? No, you don't. You, you got to have a fortress of, and we were locked in a back street that held 2,000. And we weren't hurting anybody. So it was out of the way, non-residential. It had all the right elements. We're looking at a, at a pre-bottle service era, correct? Yeah, there was no bosses. All the celebrities partied with the people. All right, so, so pre-bottle service area, you're looking at everybody focused on the music. Everything's about the music, correct? Like, you, you, like back then, you're breaking records on the radio. You're breaking records in the venue, and that's where these artists are now. That's their platform. Well, you came out on a Sunday. Listen, the tunnel wasn't an attractive club. It I'm was ugly. About, I'm talking about pre-bottle service era in general. Well, like, you, you tolerated that, though, because no Manhattan club played hip-hop. No... You couldn't even go to Jersey. There was no big room playing a hip hop on Friday I mean, and Saturday the night. The precinct had it out for y'all, right? Which like one? The, the, the local precinct had it out um, for y'all. Like they was dubbing y'all whole shit, right? Like, yeah, it was gangster. Well, not from the door. Okay. You know, I hope Peter doesn't get upset me saying this, but um, when he was getting into a situation, 
I'm gonna be honest. The police really kept it open longer than it should have because they wanted him to pay back his income tax oh. bill. <laughs> so the club should have been closed. But okay. so the minute the bill was paid off, they shut the door. So that gave us an extra two, three years or two years to party because they were like, you know, this is what is, you know, I'm learning that now. Right. You know, my I learned that after it was closed, but um, the, 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 the precinct wasn't, and I know that's what people say, you know, uh, it wasn't that. It was just, um, it was time. It was, time was up regardless because right. now MTV's playing videos all day. High 97 is playing hip hop seven nights a week. When I went, when I was in the tunnel, I had one night on the radio. Mm -hmm. It was understood there's going to be one night of the week that you can dress like you want to dress, talk like you want to talk. He's going to play what I want to hear. It's all happening on one night of, of the week. So it was a central zone. It wasn't in D.C. or Philly or Baltimore, so those guys drove up. Right. But once it, Mirage, which was Exit, once venues... They wanted to close us after other venues were opening up, doing it wrong, people getting hurt. Now they, there's no, they shut everybody. Okay. So they didn't have that passion that Peter had for safety right. and for. Um, now, this specific club closed after how many years of being open? I'm sorry? How, 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 many, how long was the tunnel open for in general? I feel like nine years. The last time we, we were together in a big room was Cielo Nightclub. Mom, my birthday. We were at Cielo, 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 Cielo. Yeah. In the meatpack. I know it. In the meatpack. Yes, yes. Meat we did uh, December. Yeah. Uh, we did that for my birthday. And I remember, like, that was one of the last times that venue was open. Right. You know, and then I did two months later, I'm in Highland Ballroom. And boom, that place is. And I'm, I'm closing out these venues at, like, a high rate, man. Any, anything with a stage is getting closed. And in this. A whole bunch of reasons why people are speculating because security, rent is getting high. But I think at the end of the day, it's the promoter's fault because we're not getting people through the door. We're losing to algorithms such as marketing apps. We're losing to computers. We're lo losing to email blasts. I haven't seen that with the DJs, with the DJ market. The DJ market has increased because you guys now have the bars, you guys now have the clubs, you guys have. But for you specifically, as a radio DJ from, let's say, Hot 97 that's now looking for bookings. How do you decipher where you want to get booked, where you're like, nah, I'm going to dub this. I'm not going to do that. Um, it, well, the way I decide 2019 is different from the way I decided. In 98, I could have one big room, and they knew about me in Japan. Everywhere. I could, I, Hawaii. I could have one. If I have one big room, no artists, just one big room, and me ripping it down and then putting the tapes out, now, 2019, um, look, I, I'm not, I'm not, I could, look, four years ago this time, I was dead in the club. I wasn't worth a penny, and no promoter wanted to book me. And I was on a, a dinosaur type of thought, you know. Oh, I'm going to get a big room, and I'm going to come back out here. And I realized that wasn't it. So I, I sat back, and I regrouped, and I said, you know, I want to play the, the ticketed events. I want to play the Hispanic events. I want to play the urban events. You know, I'll be in, with Juice World in Hammerstein with 4,000 white kids. I'll be up on Dykeman at, uh, what's that? What's the club I used to like? Vintage, 1,000 Dominican kids. But the real difference between DJing back then and now is back then, I could be flex, tunnel flex, and I could go into all those different rooms and play like tunnel flex because they, it's like they wanted a piece of it. Now, mm. my playing in vintage is totally different from the way I play uh, at a ticketed event or a Juice World concert. The music doesn't merge like that anymore. Well, I, I, I think it's that we don't cater to the artists anymore. We cater to the, we, we cater to the crowd. We're, cater, we're catering yes. to the bottle spender. Whoever's spending the most money to, that's who we're catering to. Everything else is a dub. No matter what you tell any GM in New York City. A lot of DJs don't understand that. That's why there's a lot of them not booking. Right. A lot of, a lot of guys from my era don't book. Right. Yeah. Because they, you have to... I made a decision five years ago that I will no longer compare people to Jay-Z and Rakim I'm just not gonna do it. When I get a record, and when I get a record, 
I'm gonna. I don't remember the first artist I looked at, but I said I'm not gonna. It's just apples to oranges, because I was around when Tribe Called Quest was the groups and leaders, and they didn't understand Jay. Not the groups, but the fans. Mm -hmm. So then Jay comes buying DMX and all those things, and and then now they don't understand that. So, like the baby. I just take him for what he is. If he can get the crowd going, if he has a following, if he touches a 12-year-old in a certain way, then I'm for that. Because hip-hop isn't rapping. Hip-hop is a, a, a feel. Right. It's, not, it's not the music. It's I could wear my hat like this and like house. It's fine. Right. You know, house was hip-hop for some kids. It's just what made you feel... Whatever music makes you uh, express yourself, if no music can come on and I can look at what you're wearing and know that we we right here, right. that's hip hop to me, you know. And I learned that with with the young with the younger groups. And it's a once, it's, yeah, it's more than than a genre. Once I did it's that, I was I enjoyed playing the clubs again. Right. Because I'm gonna go a, a little Wayne, a the baby. I'm gonna go. Uh, what, what all the uh, a boogie city girls a city, city girls, girls and now I feel right good because I've already accepted him for not what he isn't but what he is right he's successful he's built an audience for some reason whatever record he made makes these thousand people jump he did his job so my job is to right and feel good about it yeah, but do you, do you feel like you, before you were the gatekeeper, you're like, all right, listen, you're not, this, this, is, this is not coming in. This is not going to be, this is not going to be popping. This is not going to be in the clubs. You were dubbing records before they even came out. If like they came out and you didn't like it, you were able to make that, that impact. I made a few mistakes back then, though. But you still have the opportunity to do that because mm -hmm. that, that's how it worked. Like, let's say you want to get into Le Souk and you want to get that Champagne Thursday gig or a Monday gig or whatever it is. They know that you got to go through a I certain... called you. Exactly. Yeah, like, I, I, I called you. Yeah. I called you, and I said, I want to and play I, it tonight. We lost but, that. And, and because, you know, I've also learned that the DJing game is you're as good as your last party. And if you want to lie to yourself and think your name means everything, good luck. But because the gram is like that. Twitter, you're as good as the last conversation. Right. You know, and if you don't want to admit to that then good you, you finish so for me i know i'm as good as my last party like you know i hear you on the tunnel and i know what i put in but to him i'm as good as my last party if i didn't know you yeah you know i'm as good as my last party and when i come in i'm not being compared to the tunnel i'm being compared to whatever dj you had there last week matter of fact i came the week before I, I, I listened you know and because i want to find my own lane because yeah, i ain't never too old to learn and i could listen i can go to any club five thousand people five people and and i can interject me into knowing what they want i can interject my personality right not without and then so that's what i did and i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna be honest i like a every dj would tell you they don't like a half full room mm -hmm. it makes them mad i love a half full room if i come in and i could know at 1 30 if this ain't gonna fill up all right let's see if i'm let's see if you niggas gonna sit down while i'm here <laughs> so i take that as a challenge because if i can if i can keep the half full room rocking that means when I get, when this shit is rammed, I'm gonna rip the paint off this wall <laughs> because it's you know, it's, and I don't play I don't play for forty minutes in a club no more. Nah, nah, that's a three hours. I do a three hours set. I don't care if you're right. paying me. I don't care what you're paying me too. I'm not I'm not playing because I think where the game got fucked up with the clubs is the forty minute sets. Pay me what I normally get. But it's a disservice not just to the promoter. It's a disservice to you and the DJ. If I go to a club and I play for 40 minutes from 2 to 2.40, right? What happened to the people who have been there from 12? What happened to the people that come in at 3? I was on the flyer. Right. Right? I'm giving away my fan base to some cornball DJ. Facts. I'm not. Facts. Why, why, why should I do that? Right. I'm going to play in one place. 2,000 people come see me. We're going to rock from... One, two, four. 
You could text your people, I ain't leaving. You could buy your bottles. It helps. I help the promoter. The promoter's helping me. And guess what? I don't want to raise. But now you don't need all them openers, nigga. I'm going to save you money. I'm going to play in here till the wheels fall. I'm going to play the lights come on. And I tried it once at a club, and I heard people yell. Like, but that means they weren't happy for me to be here. They just been getting jerked for so long. That was unheard of when I was first started. And I, I fell into that thing for a minute, what all the DJs are doing. Mm. Oh, you could double book. And then promoters do it. Oh, if you're going to be over at that club, come to me at like so-and-so. I'll give you the same bag. I, I tell you. It was, uh, it was stupid. Just like you just made a conscious decision to kind of be like, hey, I need to now do these three-hour sets, not take double bookings. I'm having really big diff... I used to book artists every single week. I used to have... I might have done 40 bookings in, in two years ago, right? Now, in 2019, these rooms are small. We can't flip. I can't flip. Can't afford it. Yeah, I can't afford it. So when, when, will, the, when will the artist kind of take your position and be like, all right, let me think about this. I'm not getting booked. I'm from New York City. Well, Yo, people can't walk down a block and get booked. Like, I have New York artists living in New York that can't pull a crowd that I could pull. That's crazy to me. You live down the block. Whoa, well, you're selling an experience. You're selling a good time. But I'm saying the is, will these artists come down in their price to meet, to understand that we, well, we also struggling out here? Um, the hard ticket game. Now, do you guys know what I mean by the, the hard ticket yeah, we not in that game. No? Hell no. You know what I've that never means? done hard tickets one, one time. In my okay, life. but hard. What what has changed? All right, I, I don't mind telling people. Fuck. Because I'm gonna. All right, the hard ticket rooms. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you pieces of it. The hard ticket room, where where you see a Juice World and Nav and 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 these artists, right? That don't play the clubs. Right. They get an extremely large piece of the ticket. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they go into partnership with the tour company or the venue. Now, me as a DJ, because I'm going to give you, as a DJ, I wasn't playing the hot rooms. Because, see, there's a hot club room and there's a hot ticketed room. So I picked the hottest ticketed room and I told them I'm going to play for free. They didn't even want me. We don't need it. I said, nah, I'm going to work them so hard, they're going to go to the bar earlier. It's going to be a difference of me when I'm in here and, and your bar. The numbers. The numbers don't lie. So you can have 2,000 people that didn't know I was going to be here, but I'm going to work them. I played for free. Every other competitor to that club, can we book you? Mm -hmm. After about six months. Yeah, well... It's my rate. Oh. And I still play in that one place for free mm -hmm. to this day. Because they're the ones who kind of... They, they took a chance with me. Right. So the other ones, they pay. So when you see me in Terminal 5, mm -hmm. Gramercy, uh, Hulu Theater, Hammerstein, Hulu, they straight. have to ante up. Right. But the, the, you know, the, the guys who I rocked with in the beginning, but I had to make a decision, which you're going to have to make a decision as a promoter. If those rooms keep going on without me, no DJ looked at it. Right. I was telling DJs, yo, is, the is, ticket, if y'all don't start playing in the ticketed rooms, right. you're going to be fucked. It's been a so, year. It's been a year since I made a book. Like, I haven't book, been booking people. I'm not about up. to. So, so now that we're talking about decisions, I'm sorry. So you've, you've, you've seen it all. You've done it all. You've been through it all mm -hmm. as a DJ. Okay? Uh, I, you're one of the first celebrity DJs to come out of New York. I'd like... I would say the I'm only. Old. I would I'm say old. the only other one would be DJ Scribble, mm. maybe. I, I mean, maybe. Well, for you, uh, I, listen. You, you got to understand what this city was built on. Red Alert, K Capri. Right. You know, you, you probably know Clark Kent for the sneakers, right? Right, of course. At one time, he was one of the most dangerous 100%. DJs to 100%. rip down a room. Like he, like Mr. him and Capri. Mr. C, big, big up, um, Mr. C. But Mr. C, yes, but but those guys, we all want to be like them. Right. Like I, we want, I want to be Red Alert, K Capri, right, or Clark Kent. So when do we call it quits, though? That's, that's my question. Ooh. 
When do we call it quits? Wait, wait, now, like when, 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 when I, I think you say the guys general, that are sticking I, I, up the joint, or just in general? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. I'm saying in general. When, I, when do we, I, I when say, do we sit? No, I say at, it like this. I say it like when this. When do we sit in our accomplishments, right? Because we work. We, no, we work for shit. We work for shit. Nah, you won't be able. You won't. that's what I'm saying. With social media, we'll never be able to sit with our accomplishments again. Right, but when do we say, yo? It's, it's time to, 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 to hand over the crown. Um, well, for me specifically? For anybody. Or, no, anybody. I, I think that you're in that position. You're the king of New York, B. You're the king of New I York. Made a decision I, want to compete with, I made a decision I want to compete with the young boy. Okay. I made the decision that I want to compete. Listen, the only reason we, we know each other mm -hmm. is I had to run through every young boy in this city to even get on your radar. Yeah. To, for you, for for me to be able to call you and to say, "All right, nah, I seen Flex in A, B, and C. Right. It works." But you're not comparing me to Flex Tunnel. You're comparing me to the other DJs you booked in that club. Correct. Yeah. That's my competitor. Mm -hmm. And I made that decision that I want to compete with the kid half my age. A lot of guys uh, feel funny, threatened, or they never really had it, or you, you know, so. I'm a, I'm a DJ, man. I'm out here. I, I know what I have to compete with. I have to compete with you. And if you, you stay I'm competing... competing with Ben. I'm competing yes. with Jusky. I'm competing with big names. The B. dangerous guys are the young ones with no name. They're the dangerous ones. You sitting on the couch right here? Yeah. Uh, they're, 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 the, the, the young right ones with no... Because they have a freer... Here, you can play in a club and try a record, right? right. Uh, you can try a record that you feel works. And it goes over. If I try and it don't work, I told you this nigga was old and washed. Facts. 100%. They, they, dude. 100%. So I can't, if there's 10 records sitting on the table, you can try, but I can't try. I'm, a perfect example, the video that's going viral of you now, I don't know if you're aware, but the video's going viral of you now, you at Summer Jam. Quick Mixing has been a way of DJing for New York. We've pioneered that. Mm. Quick Mixing is New York City, right? Comments is, is wild spicy. Ah, nigga running ben through records. They don't, they boom. don't, they, they uh, see, They'll say, oh, he's trash. Right. Or, or he's not letting the record breathe. Right. You know, but what people don't understand is when you're in a four-minute segment, right. uh, you have to get four minutes of shit in there. <laughs> and me as, forget as a DJ, there's a couple scenarios now. There's a two-and-a-half-hour guy. Mm -hmm. There's the guy, you know, at Summer Jam for four minutes, Right. A lot of guys would come up at Summer Jam and play that record for two minutes. That's not going to go over well, you know, because you're not competing with the crowd. You're competing with the artists that are performing. So I got to like, I got to, I got to just hit you and keep hitting you and keep hitting you. So then there's that. Then there's, if I'm at a Spanish club, now I'm 10 minute reggaeton section. Maybe I'm a 10-minute dembo. Right. My hip-hop set just became shorter. There ain't no R&B in the in Spanish club. You don't, you, you, that's end-of-the-night music. Facts. So now I could be in a, a, a hard hip-hop club. Now my first 15 minutes set is hardcore hip-hop. Then my next 15 might be a hardcore reggae set. And then now, after that, now I'm going to have to go to a 2000 set. Because if the kids are 26, 27, they want... That's they throwbacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I got to give them a full. The yes and all that. And you'll find every DJ, there's DJs who say, uh, you're not 95 flex that you were on the radio. I'm not. You're not and supposed to be. That though. guy's dead. Right. He died probably 97, 98. You have to give them with, I don't play radio drops anymore. That's corny. Right. Will you hear any radio drops on your, uh, on your, uh, on your Spotify? No. The record just rocks. Yeah. Ain't no drama in the, in the club. You, you just rock. Right. So I decided when I'm on the radio, I'm just going to rock. Yeah, what up? It's the Kid Daytona. And I'm out here with the Jason Experience. Non-fiction radio and all that. It's NYC all day. Daytona. It's 
Jake champagne and champagne France now. Get slow neck from chicks, no hands now. I don't rest them up with the money, yeah. Broke niggas line, no, like a thundercat. I zone now the V's that got started rapping with my homeboy Lil Lux. Lux was like Jay Z. I would rock a Mordecai chain, ice If I was retarded, I would never do it, but I'm single. I'm gonna tell you when I'm gonna hang it up. For a couple years, I felt like I wasn't keeping track of my music like the young boys, and I felt like when I play with them. It was an even set. Like, nah, I think it was a couple young boys that played better than me. Mm-hmm. But I was the name and the draw. And that didn't feel good to me. And I'm going to tell you something else. Ooh. I didn't want to just play in the club. I want to be the middle name. I want to be the closer. Right. And I had to earn that. I had to earn that back. Like, I had to earn that back. Like, I had to, you had to see me for a year. Wait, what's that party I was at with you? It was she your birthday party. But, Cielo? But who was the artist? Uh, Flip? Uh, Flip De Nero? Was it? Flip De Nero? Yeah, so... Flip De Nero was But you didn't book me. Somebody else booked me. Dream, dream, dream. dream. Okay, but here. They didn't care if I played or not that night. It was about the artist, the vibe, Flex, and Flip De Nero. If the other DJ would have played the whole night, everybody would have been fine. And I don't remember the guy, but he was younger. He thought he had me that night. He thought, like, I'm... (laughs) What was his name? I don't remember. Flip. Who was the it? DJ. No, who was the opener that night? Oh, was he Dob? Was it Edob? Was it Edob? It had to be. Dob. I have no idea. Well, he, he was confident. He rips this room down. He didn't expect me to rip that room down. Right. Because a lot of the guys who come from my time have given up. They're not ripping a lot, the room a down. Lot, a lot. They lazy. A lot. They lazy. A lot. So for me, I'm like, nah, I want to prove myself with this kid because it goes such a, a long way. Like, all right, you if you you can't. What was the night I was at there? Who somebody opened for me? I, I did at Lasuk. There was another night. You the oh, Monday? Finest, finest. So finest the first Thursday you did DJ Finest opened for you, and you you rocked the whole night. I was there. I mm-hmm. went. I he went. played for a while though, right? Uh, did he have glasses? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. He was. He thought he he thought it was gonna be his night. He thought here come the old man. He ain't gonna. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna keep it a tongue because I was watching him. Right. He was like, after a while, he was like, he was looking around. <laughs> <laughs> I watch niggas who play with me. We talking spicy, baby. Wait, no, no. And then they started ripping the room down. He was like, but when I was ripping it down too long, he started going. <laughs> <laughs> but I res- I appreciate that energy right. because it's truthful. And he's right. This nigga better not flop in here. Nah, because we got industry all not. in that bitch. We got industry all in that bitch. Nah, she better every not. party of mine is going to have so many industry cats at the end of the day that if you flop, I'm not only going to get messages, I'm going to do They'll go <laughs> You online. don't get booked again. Let's, yeah, let's they go on live in the club. Now, I do want to touch on something. Hold up. This is, this is more of a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. All right? So, number one, I got I to got, I got know how the bomb started. I got to know how you created this idea that you took a sound effect and like made it into um, a brand. To be honest, I, didn't, I did personally didn't create it, but... Just there's, dropping it all the time. Where does that come from? There's this guy from the label. His name is Mike Kaiser, and he worked at. A, he still works. He was at Atlantic Records at the time, but now he's like responsible for like Cardi B, A Boogie, his label. I, a guy gave me 15 sound effects, and I was playing with a different one every day. I didn't know the bomb was hot. He called me on that phone. He said, "Nigga, that bomb sound in this car sounds nuts." <laughs> I said, "You think?" <laughs> But it's not really the bomb, which I, cause you know, I give it to other DJs when they want it. Mm-hmm. People like them. Uh-huh. You gotta take it. No, I give it to them. But but the bomb, it could have been a scream sound. Whatever noise I was I only play that record when I like something. Yeah. So it just reflects my personality. So yeah, that, that, that just happens approval. to be the sound. But you see what I'm saying? Like, no, that's just that ass in like song lyrics. Like, yeah. shit so hot, flex to drop a bomb on it. Yeah, Davey like, just had a record, right? Yeah, yeah. Just that ass, like, like rappers said. are now including it in their lyrics. Like, but they know that if, if your, he lives, but then if he plays it's the bomb, stand. he's gonna spin it back and play it a couple times. So uh-huh. it's, it's a, a- say, some mentality. New York City, you don't understand. That's my show. That ass. People say the radio's dead. Son, it's not dead. It's when you do that shit, 
I feel like robbing a bodega, my nigga. Like dead ass though. Energy. When you do that shit, son. Yo, I feel like punching my girl in her temple. When she in the past and just see like, hold that, yo. <laughs> we be in the car spazzing, man. Facts, spazzing though. Facts. The club. But I love it. Facts. You can't lose. When you lose the passion, you know, you. that's not, you know, that's what most DJs at any age, you fall off. Or you get complacent. You see how a lot of DJs on these throwback tours, you know, like mm-hmm. throwback, like they're... About 10 years ago, there was a bunch of promoters paying you double than what you could get with a young party. Double, doing 90s parties. I said, nah, I'm good. Come on, Flex. Nah, I'm good. I took half the bread to keep staying current. Now those parties dried up. Now these DJs, you gave up your fan base for more money. And see, DJs sometimes, no matter what genre, Spanish, reggae, if I play at a 90s party, there's going to be all type of different cold cuts laid out. They're going to have all type of different champagne. It's a different vibe. You get used to that. Yeah. If I'm playing a young boy party and the promoter and the DJ are friends, there's a crack. There's a set of crackers right there. There's water. Yo, flex, whatever. <laughs> but that room is valuable to me. That room is more valuable because there's tastemakers in it. And tastemakers shouldn't buy you champagne and have cold cuts laid out. You kind of want to do the shit. So At the end of the day, the, the actual problem of <laughs> life is, is everybody doing jobs that they're not supposed to be doing. You're a DJ, you should be DJing. If I'm a promoter, I should be packing the room. 30 hostesses shouldn't have to put on a fucking flyer for you to fucking have to pack a room. Your girls shouldn't have to be half naked for you to have to sell a room. DJs shouldn't have to promote for you to sell a room. That's your job. You're a promoter. You fucking promote. I'm tired of everybody doing a job that's not theirs. Like, you have so many technological advances in nightlife. See, but and now, 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 now you're, you're active on your, on your gram as a promoter. Yeah. Right? Now, I, I don't know. I do. I know a couple. Ten years ago, the downtown promoters scene, those promoters that I knew that were big, they can't be big now if they didn't transition to social media because now you can't even get your word out. Now, uh, I think that some people have, um, I don't want to say given up, but it's like the iPhone and the Galaxy. This phone does more and it's like it more. I like the graphics on the Galaxy. I look better than the iPhone. But the iPhone does more. I'm on the iPhone. And I think with DJs is we're only sitting here because I have learned how to be a veteran OG and aggressive on social media. Yes. So I knew I knew that if I want to be appreciated, I have to be aggressive on social media. Not to brag, but to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I think that promoters We'll pick a DJ that's aggressive in social media. I mean, look, the model type dudes, you know, I I was 40 pounds heavy. I got a choice. I can stay on that 40 pounds mm-hmm. or I can lose this 40 so I can kind of compete. Yeah, but it's not kind of. We have DJs up here all the time that are, we have, we have DJs getting stomach surgeries. We have DJs literally going through hell because they weigh too much. This is not a funny, it's not a funny concept. I have, I have, I, I do the back end, okay? So like when you guys send me your pictures as DJs and I gotta send it to the club but and they don't you approve. Look. A lot of promoters don't look. Mm-hmm. You look. But I put my brand on it, I'm gonna look at it. Like I'm 27, I'm not, I'm not about to put my brand on shit that's a not like. Of, a lot of promoters will hire the four hottest guys. You know, they, they, they won't look, but you're looking, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Lasuk to me has a, a mystique, a feel. It doesn't follow, it feel like it, I'm not gonna play it. I mean, but you don't I'm f- not gonna continue to play in a club that had that's uh not being a little edgy. You guys don't book the same as the other clubs. You no. know, it's a little different, right. man. And it's like a combination of talent and name. Mm-hmm. So it kind of that, that fit what I was looking to do. Just give advice to an upcoming DJ coming up in New York City. Just give him whatever advice you can. 
Because mm. that, at the end of the day, is the objective of this show. We are trying to bridge the gap between um, the perception and that life. I, and you life know, I think DJs who take money on, on, in the club and in the radio, I think, is a very bad problem. I think, it, I think that nobody respects you when you do that. So you should concentrate on playing what you love. Is that it? Playing what you love. Or, sorry, a combination of what you love and what the people want. Um, and the biggest issues don't, I think with DJs is don't try to build your name off of putting the next DJ down. I think that's, you know, common. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you do anything that you love to do. If you do anything that you love doing, money follows. Mm -hmm. it, I've never seen it not work to anybody. Strong believer in that. Yeah. Huh? Huge believer in that. Huh. Yeah, it, if you do what you love, it will, money will come. It will, it will guaranteed come. There's not even, there's no way it won't. So that's what they should do. They should concentrate and, and do what you love and, and play for the people and stop worrying about what the next, you know, the next guy, like, mm -hmm. uh, admire. Like, I used to admire DJs when I saw them coming up that are still around. I, I'm okay if they call me their, their sons. I was, I, I like watching them. I never thought I was gonna make it. I was thinking that, fuck me making. I'm like, yo, I may never see this again in my life. Let me pay attention. I just happened to make it, and then I appreciated those guys more. People don't do that. Not at all. Not like they all. used to. Industry talk episode six. The function house guys, clap it yeah, up. Fuck flex. So thank you. Fucking legendary. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, anytime. Raspy Jason today. Just landed. Just got back from Mexico. I was emceeing a couple parties out there. Shout out to Mexico for the love. Being 26, man. Animal's birthday passed. June 22nd, I'm finally bringing it back. I'm finally bringing back 48 hours of fun and alcohol. If you want to see the proof of concept, go check out on YouTube that Mountain Creek video because that shit is crazy. We packing four parties, a brunch, and a water park all in one package. And we call it 48 hours of fun and alcohol. Hopefully I can keep up. July 4th, we got our annual pool party. July 20th, we got our annual bikini yacht party. Now the yacht party is a day party. The only day yacht party in New York that's open format like that. This is our fourth year doing this. 12 to fucking 4 o'clock around the Statue of Liberty. So rock with us. It's about to be a great summer. I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Until now, you know what the E stands for.